welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. And there we are. Um, thanks for having the doors open today. Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is C.J. Reynolds, and you made it to Sunday Night Teacher Talk. Uh, and... Yeah, so the internet is being weird here. I hope that this is uh, this works okay and, and that everything is uh, smooth. So um, as people are getting in here, I just want to say, like, just in case you're new, right? Like, the, the, I know I make this announcement every week, but I just think that it's important in case someone's new so that they kind of know what's going on here or what's happening. Um, my name is CJ Reynolds. I run this YouTube channel called Real Rap with Reynolds. And the whole the whole YouTube channel, just like the, the business that we are running, is has one goal, right? Our mission is that we are trying to help teachers. We're trying to create pathways and pipelines for teachers to become the teachers they are called to be. And so part of that is showing up every Sunday with me and this whole host of individuals that are gonna show up in the comment section here to, um, to be a part of this conversation, which is like, how do we be better teachers? So you can do, you can, there's a number of things that you can do while you're here. You can, um, you can just watch. You could ask a question and put it in the comment section with the little cue or the word question in front of it. it just helps us identify it faster. Or you could follow the links below this video and you can come on live and, and ask a question or talk about something. Um, or you could show up and be a blessing to someone else, like show up in the comment section and help people out where they need it. Um, you might have some very specific answers for a kindergarten teacher that's having classroom management issues uh, that that everyone else might not have the same insight for. So that's that's kind of what we're dealing with. Um, we're also dealing with flat hair today because, uh, I mean, that's what I did, everyone. I have kids and they steal all of my hats. Um, they steal my hats, they steal my glasses, they steal, they basically steal all my stuff. And then we're I don't at the have stage any... of life where they're teens and they're starting to be able to fit into like yes. some of our things. So yeah, sometimes I don't know. I don't know where my slippers are. I lost slippers for a really long time because my kids stole them. Um, yeah, I wear slippers because I'm I'm getting old. So, you know, I have a house coat and slippers. <laughs> I'll tell you else, tell you what else real quick while you're getting some questions ready. Um, folks, I found out, I, I, I invented a new way. One, shop vacs aren't used enough, right? Let's just talk about this real quick, right? I'm out back today cleaning my gutters. You know what's a fun way to clean your gutters way faster? Just use a shop vac. Suck all that stuff out of there. If you live in the Northeast, you have like a million of those helicopter seeds all over the place right now. Just clean them up with the shop vac. Back porch, what am I sweeping it for? Just get the shop vac out there. Just vacuum the porch. That's what I do. And is it weird? Yeah. But I think that it is, um, one of the things I'm really thinking about is how can we make things easier, right? And I think school is the same way. It's like, it's like trying to think of things in a slightly different way so that it's actually easier. We can put more time and effort into the things that matter and not so much time into the crap that doesn't matter. Um, now, I don't know how, how much you use a shop back in your classroom, but I mean, if you use as much confetti as I do, I mean, I've really thought about buying a vacuum cleaner. You really, I think you really should. I feel bad when there's glitter everywhere. Yeah. That and the silly string, it's like just, yes. it's off the charts. It gets stuck on the wall and then it's there forever. And kids come back five years later and they go, oh yeah, there's my birthday on the wall. <laughs> on the floor so um we are we are without lark green today um so the wife for life is uh managing is managing everything. multiple she's djing today i'm trying the internet's um, being the internet is sucking i don't know what's going on um lots of people interneting so yeah that's right, that are we ready yeah so uh let me ask this real quick in the comments too if people could blow should i have them blow them up yeah. all right uh i'm just wondering when are folks done school when are you finished school for the year that's what i'm interested in. so like uh you can even say where you're from too like so like what state or country are you from and then like when are you finished school for the year that's what i'm i'm interested in uh at the moment um all right babe got anything for me I need do. a minute um mr jacob is Jacob is asking hope you and her family are doing well we are in the last few weeks Thanks. of school what have you done the last week of school and the last day day of school to make it memorable for students I teach ninth through ten um memorable things I used to do uh you know when we were in school um I don't know how we're ending the school year this year no no one can tell us so I don't know how I'm there's I don't have like a 
deeply impactful way to, to do it this year. Um, I think it is part of it is like, gosh, I used to give out awards to kids. I would go to the dollar store. So I, there's a number of ways I did that. One is I would go to the thrift store or the dollar store and I would buy things and spray paint them gold because everything that's gold is a trophy. And so, you know, play dinosaurs, spray painted gold, like little toy dinosaurs. You get a whole bunch of them in a bag. It's now a trophy. Um, some kids I would have medals for, uh, and it would be all kinds of different stuff. It's not just grade oriented, but it's like, who is, who was the kindest this year? Like, and then I would make up ridiculous awards. I probably still have them on Google drive somewhere. Like, like absurd awards. Like if I was getting attacked by a shark, the, if you're getting attacked by a shark, you want this dude by your side. Um, and then that kid would get the, you know, that award for, I don't know, like, dumb, like dumb stuff. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. So that's, that's one way. Um, another way that I do, um, is I, I've talked about this before, like for seniors, I have them write letters their, their first day of freshman year. And then I give those back at graduation. Um, so man, I gotta go get those ready. I'm not in school. So I'm like, that's not in my thought process right now. Uh, so I have to go dig those up because, uh, I give those back at graduation. That's a really fun way, but I think it's just, it's trying to have kids like look back on the year um, for the good stuff that has happened. So I've, I, I've done like gratefulness activities before where I've had kids like write down what they were grateful for. So we're not just, there's too many things in the last year to really focus on that are negative or that are like uh, just a drag. And so it's finding stuff that's actually um, fun or interesting or memorable in a positive sense to, to sort of focus on. So that's it. What you got, dude? Um, I got a couple questions. I'm having awesome. a hard time getting them to like. You take sing. your time because yeah. I am ready to All sing right. a song if necessary. No, we don't want to do that. So we'll go straight into Matt's question. He cool. is asking, I'm a 33 year old first year teacher. Is this Matt Paris? Matt Paris. He's on here. Oh, he is? Yeah. I think he's supposed to go in then. Oh, okay. Let him ask I'll the ask question. him. I'll, oh, oh, can you take Jacob's question down then? Well, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Let's beam him in. What's up, Matt? How's it going, man? Great. How you doing? It's, uh, it's I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's Sunday. We know how that goes. Uh, my room is. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, you are my freaking hero. First of all, because um, this is my first year teaching. I've picked uh, an interesting year to start. I know. Um, but um, I'm a high school Spanish teacher, and uh, you know, it's been a tough year. We've been hybrid all year long. Uh, this was our first week back five days. Um, everybody back. So I went from classes of five and eight to. 28 and 30 and uh so uh i was worried about that but honestly it's been super fun and i, I don't hate it yet and i'm, I'm still loving life so it, it's it's a lot of fun but um uh, without awesome. wasting the yeah yeah without wasting a lot of your time um i'm a spanish teacher like i said so um i i think my main thing has been you know when we were hybrid there's really no way to keep them from their devices i mean they need them you know to to connect with you obviously but when you get back into class like they're using Google Translate all the time. They're using, you know, different things to help them. And that's good. It's okay if they translate stuff word for word or whatnot. It's not good. And and so I'm trying to figure out ways to keep them without avoiding accessibility issues or without, you know, keeping them from, you know, being able to uh, do things that would help them with their assignments to keep them engaged with pen and paper and not reaching for the computer to do everything that they can. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you had any ideas on that or anything you know it's, what you do with that yeah so um first of all thanks for saying anything nice to me i appreciate it <laughs> I'm doing stuff and it's just nice um second uh i don't think i think it only gets easier from here so teaching next year should be much easier because you're not trying to do this hopefully hybrid model um right to your question i think you know it, it's about it's a it, i think there's a couple of things one it's about getting kids to really understand why those sorts of programs don't always work, right? So like why we're doing it this particular way. And um, although that way is easier, um, you're not learning, right? So if the goal here is right. to actually learn Spanish, then th this is what we, th this is the best way to do that. So I think the second piece is, you know, if you can carve out time so that like either we're on devices right now or we are not, like 
that I find is just easier because you're, you're not, it, you're not playing whack-a-mole, right? So like when my guys are not on laptops, laptops are closed. It's done. Um, things like phones. I never have phones out in my classroom unless we are doing an activity where it's like, Hey, you can have your phone out. But other than that, like I just shouldn't see it. And what, what happens is when you can build in that rhythm where students know exactly like, Oh, when we come in, this is what we're doing, or this is what we're not doing, or this is what I should be, this is where I should be looking. I find that building those rhythms in really helps students. So it's not like, it's not just policy or, 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 you know, the rules. I like the, the that, that terminology of rhythm also, because it, it allows kids to know, like, no, this is like, you know, I need everyone to be off devices right now because this is what we're doing. And there's only this much time to do it. Right. So I always put right. time constraints on what I'm doing so that kids know, like, you know, you can, we'll be back on that in a minute, or we'll be doing that in a minute, or there's a sense of urgency to get this done. I think that that helps also. Um, it, it just helps kids like to, to focus. Um, yeah. Can you give me a little bit of insight as to like, maybe what's happening when kids are on computers? Like, or it, like, do you have that divide of like when you're on, when you're off or like, what, what does that kind of look like for you right now? Well, that was something through hybrid. Cause you know, I have, you know, we had four days since so we had a group, uh, a group Monday, Tuesday, B group, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they're also online when they're not in the building. So I'm running two classes at once. So my the easiest and most sensible thing at the time was to have everything on Google Classroom and just have it available. So their computers are already open. So like the assignments were on Google Classroom. Everything was on Google Classroom. I'm getting away from that and using more paper, pencil, and we're doing more interactive stuff. So I think that'll get better. But you know, and, and I still I still have kids, you know, quarantined or whatnot. So I'm still having to sort of continue to at least make everything available online. So it's tough when uh, you know, I try when they're in class now this week, I've been trying to say, okay, here's this paper copy of what we're doing. We're doing this now. You don't need your computer for this, uh, rock on. The thing is, however, if they need to look up a word or something, I don't have as many like Spanish English dictionaries like we used when we were in school, like, you know, like a book, what, what do I do with this? And so if they want to look up a word, they can either ask me or look up a word. So I try to go around and just proximity, like police, like, I see you putting that whole sentence in there. That's not going to help you at all. Like, it's okay. We're here to make mistakes. That's how we're learning. If you just get the answer, you're not learning anything. So it, right now I'm just trying to police it that way because everything still has to kind of, not everything, but a lot of things have to be available at the very least online. So it's tough. I think, look, th th there's a really good thing to remember too, is that like um, school's almost finished. And so it's, to me, I use the end of the year as like an experiment, right? It's about just trying a bunch of stuff. So like if you have an idea or if you think something's going to work, just give it a shot, right? It might be total train wreck, yeah, yeah. whatever. Absolutely. Um, but then we're also in the midst of teaching like during the most insane thing. Like th th this idea of hybrid teaching where you're teaching at the same time the kids are on the computer as people that are there is so dumb. It's just dumb. It's like the worst model. Like someone who never taught was like that's the person that came up with that idea and and yeah. I, I we know how that works but yeah <laughs> like, uh, it, it's just it's like it just reminds me of like i don't know if you ever saw the movie big with tom hanks but um yeah. like the company like builds like this building that transforms into a robot and it's like what he likes that yeah that's the same guy that yeah. came up with the hybrid model so it, it is <laughs> trying to just figure out ways to to survive the year to get through this year and then sort of readjust next year but i'm you know i think teachers should really be pulling together and like letting schools know that like the hybrid model just doesn't work like that needs to be loud and clear and then trying to figure out like just in these last few weeks like what are you going to do to win um but that that's like the best piece of advice i can give you is like don't like I, I, like there's a part of my brain that's always already on summer break like i'm just <laughs> I'm already kind of there because it's like dude i have nine more classes left with students like and i only see them twice a week yeah. so it's nine more periods in there um i'm just not i'm just not going to like wreck myself about it because i want to um because it's like sort of an impossible scenario right now in a lot of ways right. it's like let's start thinking about next year and and trying stuff at the end of this year so that we can see what's going to work good next year so yeah yeah i think that's a good mentality i mean we started late too so we we go till i think june 17th or some crazy yeah. like that so. 
you know, we're, we're just kind of rolling through, but yeah, I, I've spent this whole year just being like emotional support. Like here I am, we're, we are in this together. We got this. And thankfully we have a good community if anything. So we'll, we'll get through That's it. Awesome. But I appreciate you, man. Look, man, thanks for coming on, man. I, I, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll yeah, talk, to you soon. talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Um, what do you got next, wife? Uh, Justine is up next. Um, asking, I have been wondering what is the best uh, vac for the classroom, durable, middle school proof. Any suggestions? I'm going to say, uh, one, you know, I love shop vacs. Uh, and I just, I think they're great. I love small shop vacs. Like that small one I have in the shop now that you got me what? that I use for my car also. Who's it by? It's like by Armor All or yeah, something. Yeah, it's greatest. We got it like BJ's or something like yeah. that. Um, I, we have a shark vacuum. I think it's awesome. I love our vacuum cleaner. Shop vac is probably the most adorable, I would imagine. Yeah, because like... you know what? Here's the thing about shop vacs is you can break a piece on it and just go buy another one of the piece. Yeah. Like you don't like... You don't have to worry about stuff. Now, you can't, like, roll it on the floor as nice and stuff like that. But, like, if no, you have hardwood floors. it depends floors, on what your needs are, right? Like, yeah. you can throw us a lot of glitter and a lot of, like, that stuff. Like, being able to, there like, is. do major, like, vacuum with a shop vac we think would work better. But if you're doing, like, regular carpet vacuuming because you have little kids that sit on the carpet and that sort of stuff. I mean, man, I think you you can't go wrong with a shark. They're, like, durable. They last forever. Like, and they, they're great. Uh, now, here's the thing, if getting a vacuum cleaner, um, I'll, I'll just really quick, quick story, because uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that this existed. Uh, one time I was creating a garden at school. We wanted to make like a outdoor vegetable garden. So I went to Home Depot and I was like, hey, um, do you guys have like a discount for like teachers or whatever, like a teacher in West Philadelphia? Um, I have zero budget, but like I wanted to like build this garden and like this is the stuff I need. It's like, I don't know, $2,000 worth of stuff or something like that. Like to make like the most legit version of what I want to make. And, um, that was like for drills and all kinds of like the stuff to put it together. And Home Depot was like, yeah, we'll just take care of it. Like you just go get whatever you want and then bring it up to the front and you can just have it. And I thought, I was like, what are you talking about? And they said, yeah, there's money built in to our store budget to like for outreach and, and stuff like that. So they said that most big box stores have this. So I think Ooh, it's Best worth, Buy? it's worth going or somewhere like, or like, I mean, not Best Buy, uh, um, Beyond, I bet. Yep. It's like worth going to some like store and just saying, Hey, do you all have like any kind of like, um, like community funding where like, I'm a teacher. This is what I'm trying to do. I didn't know if you provided like a special discount or, or something like that. I think that if you don't ask the answers already know, so it's worth asking because you might just be able to get that for free for your class. Okay, uh, next up is Senora Jones. All right. Uh, I'm going to beam you in, Miss Jones. It's actually Leslie, sorry. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> I, like, I have to like warn people because sometimes like folks are like mid-bite of a sandwich and then I beam them in oh. and it's super awkward and... Yeah, you know. I wasn't picking my nose or anything. So. No, all right. it's all right. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. Uh, I was feeling Matt Paris there a little bit, like, yep, the the keep fighting the good fight there, Matt Paris. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> it's where, yeah. where do you teach? Uh, I teach. I'm in Mississippi. I teach at a small Catholic school here here in Columbus, Mississippi. Yeah. All right. Um, so what can I help you with? Um, so I thought I would just give a little catharsis for the other teachers. I always wondered because I'm pretty new to the profession. Um, as a specials teacher, I must be doing things that irritate the main homeroom teachers so much, but they're too polite and Southern to just like tell me that I'm mm. doing something wrong. So I thought, um, I'm sure you, everybody, all your whole community would be more than willing to tell me what are those annoying things that specials teachers do that homeroom teachers secretly have always hated. So I can stop doing those things. I do a lot of annoying stuff uh, that bothers other people. So what what do you teach? Okay. What special? Spanish. Spanish. Okay. So all right. So you went back to Bible on that. Um, yeah. You do that is what do you think you do that that aggravates folks so much? I'm not sure. You know, like sometimes I don't get I don't give a lot of homework. Although yeah. this we're all, special teachers were allowed to give a pass on that because of COVID. Um, but even before that, I didn't really give homework, and so. Yeah. Some of the other students like like your like your class because they're like she never gives homework she's great and it's like well 
because I know you have a lot of math homework, you do your math homework or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, to do whatever the ELA teacher said to do. Do do that. You know, yeah. we can focus on Spanish when you're in the room with me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I teach pre-K through eighth grade. So what I do is different depending on who I'm teaching. I'm pretty the littles because you have to you have to be SpongeBob when you're teaching the little kids. I mean, you really have to go, you have to be super animated and yeah. high energy for them, or they're not gonna pay attention. Um, so I'm I'm sure people in other rooms would be like, what is going on over there? <laughs> what is she doing? You know, while they're in the middle of a math lesson or something. I mean, there must be things that people must be commenting right now that so, special teachers. But I think it's about one, it's it's warning people, right? So like if yeah. I'm gonna be super loud that day, I warn as much as I can. Um yeah. if I out in the, so one of the things I think about all the time. So one, I don't ever give homework. Like it's it's almost non-existent in my entire class. Um, it, the studies show that homework doesn't really help. Um, and I'm in class for long enough that I can get everything done, and I don't want to add on to the workload or the stress of my students. So that's one. Two, um, I'm always thinking about like where in my school is a lesson going to work best. So it whether it's like outside on the sidewalk, down the block, uh, in the dining hall, in the hallway. So we're constantly moving around and doing stuff, and that creates a, a quite a spectacle, right? So like people mm -hmm. hear us in the hallway. Um, I try to be mindful, like I don't want to disrupt anyone else's class, but like if we're outside and everyone sees us like building shelters or or doing <laughs> setting crap on fire or whatever else we're doing, that mm -hmm. is, you know, it's distracting for students. But I don't, I it's like I don't know, like make your class something crazy too, so kids are focusing. Or if you have it, like. If you have a test or a quiz going on, you need me to be extra quiet. I'll figure out somewhere else to go. Like that—that's cool too. But it is, you know, one, it is kind of warning folks. Two, it's um, I, I think that it's it's being it's. I just think if you're only focused on students, then who cares? Like just go do that. People are going to feel however people are going to feel about your awesomeness, but I'm not going to dial it down. Like when I go to a wedding. Um, I'm having like the most fun of anyone ever that like, I guarantee 25% more fun if I go to anyone's wedding, right? And I don't have to know anyone. <laughs> I've been to these weddings where like, I know zero people. I'm like, bro, I'm going to have the best time ever, but I got, my pockets are filled with glitter and confetti right now. It's about <laughs> to happen. And, yeah. um, and so I think just keep doing that. And then when you can invite other people into your awesome. So like in bringing other people in, inviting other teachers in, um, inviting administrators in to like see what kids are doing, to check out a lesson, to help you out with something, that makes people feel included because I don't know that, I don't know that people like even on my block, if there's like a huge, if there's a party at someone's house and the music's loud, you can hear people outside and they're drinking, they're carrying on, they're having a great time. I don't know that people, like that that bothers people because it's just too loud or if it bothers them because they weren't invited to the party because you were invited to the party. You're just like, it's not, it just things shift now. So inviting people into your classes, I think is another way to kind of get around that. But um, look, I think, I think that uh, negativity is really contagious, but I think positivity is contagious too. And so like just refusing to not dial it down. Um, some people are going to get annoyed by that whatever, like you go do you, like, I'm not going to dial it down for you though. So that, that's how, how I, I get down with it, those sorts of things. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Um, when are you all done? Uh, May 28th. The kids are done the day before, but we're done May 28th. We started like in August. Our school oh, okay. Mississippi is 10 months long. You only get June and July off. So we stuck to a normal, that's how Mississippi rolls here. Okay. Yeah. Calendar here. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I it's such like a small. So yeah. cool. But look, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Um, what else you got, babe? All right. Will is asking, being so close to the end of the year and having big tests behind us, how can we keep students engaged and working hard until the end? I have so many that are feeling even more tired than regular. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things is, just doing what needs to be done. Like, so I, one of the things we're doing is like, it is helping students see like, this is where my grade is. Um, and then where do I need it to get to? 
and then reverse engineering that. Like, these are all the lessons that are left. I have like tomorrow I'm going to show kids like this is all these are all the le- the um, assignments that can still be done before the end of the year. Right. So this is how this and then like so they have a very clear vision of what's being asked. The other thing is, is not trying to destroy them with work. Like, I just don't do that. I think it's more interesting to like I'd rather um, have a really great discussion for half of a class, I'd rather talk about something interesting. I'd rather help kids get ready for, I, I think there's like some social emotional stuff that you could work through or talk to kids about, or like get them geared up for the summer, because now we're going to go back to nobody's around. No one's doing anything. Your, your world is still very limited in a lot of ways, uh, especially for young folks. Cause like sports aren't happening full tilt like they used to and stuff like that still. And then I think um, the idea of, um, of gosh what else i've had another i had a point wife what, what was i going to say I don't, know. I don't remember now um i think gosh what do we do at the end of the year to keep kids engaged oh i did uh i, I did a lot of self-directed learning so like the last two weeks are going to be a project where students are going to take um short stories that we've done and then they're going to create either a stop motion movie out of one of the parts of the story, or they're going to create a movie trailer based on like the story. So knowing the whole story, like what is a cool movie trailer that you could make to get people interested in reading uh, the story. So, uh, or if they made a movie out of it, like what would that movie trailer look like? Uh, so that's what we're working on is trying, but because then that's like student directed. It is a big push to the end of the year. Um, and I only have to facilitate. Uh, it's not like pulling teeth and getting kids to read and stuff like that. You had a total on-screen like brain delay. Yeah, I was like, what <laughs> brain is <part. laughs> happening? I get so distracted sometimes. Sundays is such a slow day for us. Like it's the like the day we wake up the latest, and it's just like we a do. Slow and then it's like you're sitting day. around watching church in the morning, and then yeah. I just spend the whole day in the yard. Yep shop backing my gutters and my patio. <laughs> okay, moving on. Alicia is asking, how do you support positive relationships with teachers and admin when there is a toxic past overshadowing the PLCing, uh, course selection and leadership overall? I only get down with people that are, I want to say worthy, but that's not a nice word. Uh, but kind of worthy of getting down with like, I would say the people that are similar, same mission, same mindset, same reason that they came into teaching, like that sort of, those are the folks that aren't. So look, it's not to say that I'm never cynical either. Like I, like there's tons of things to be like, there's there. I am, I am very cynical about some of the things that are happening in school right now, because our school has had like such a drastic shift this year. Um, but overall I just don't go there. Overall, I just don't hang out with those people. Like in school, I I never I don't even enter a room and sit down without thinking about where I'm going to sit. Like I stand back, survey the situation, not sitting there. Oh, you guys are going to complain about this the whole time. You guys hate everything. You guys are just miserable and want to go home and hate teaching altogether. This group over here. And then when other people are coming down, I'm like, yo, you got to sit over here with us. We're not, don't even play. Like you're going to go sit at that table. Cause this is where we're, this table is going to have it. And, um, that, so I only, I keep myself isolated as much as possible. And then even like, those are the groups that when there's a meeting and the meeting doesn't go well, or people were miserable, or we didn't really come to a conclusion. I, I love to lead meetings after meetings all the time. Hey, uh, uh, you six, let's go talk about this real quick, figure out what we're really going to do or how we're going to implement this or how we're going to do this. And then you start building those groups. And then that is, those are the people I hang out with. I don't even hang in the hallway with anyone that is just not like in love with what they're doing. Doesn't mean you can't have a bad day. Doesn't mean you're like smiling, happy people all the, all the time. It's having shiny happy but um it doesn't mean that you're there all the time it just means like you can hang with imperfect folks uh but you are trying to be mindful of at their core who are people at their core right not in the moment all the time but at their core who are your people and then 
that's all I get down with, man. And I don't even worry about what anyone else thinks about that. Anybody's welcome, but we just don't get down with like, like being miserable or talking shit on kids or like, um, like, oh my gosh, is it Friday yet? Uh, it's like, no, no, it's, it's Tuesday. Why? I don't understand why you're asking that. It's like, it's like, because it's a mind game, right? And, and I can't have people like the job's hard enough. And I, there are Mondays when I wish it was Friday, but it's a mind game. And if I get in that, if I mess with that mindset, it's like the same thing with like my wife. Like, I just don't like, I don't do that thing where like guys sit around and they go like, Oh yeah, you know, the old ball and chain over here. Or like, you know, <laughs> my old lady are like talking crap on their wife. It's just like, what? like, why would you do that? No. Yeah. We're not at odds. We're together. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the next one? I am. <laughs> um, it's our buddy, Stephanie. She's asking any classroom management tips. I have tried positive reinforcements with little success. I have tried negative reinforcements. Again, no success. My teammates say I just need to get mean. Uh, I don't think mean stuff. I think, uh, direct. Like I, I'm, I'm no nonsense in the classroom, right? Like, uh, which can seem mean, though. I think people confuse the two. They think they're being mean when you're being direct or, or you yeah. know, having barriers. And uh, well, look, I mean, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, this morning, <laughs> I, I don't know if you were in the room, um, but Darius in a sermon said something today about like how young people, um, they misinterpret things all the time. And he was kind of speaking to that, how like they misinterpret intentions. And so someone can think you're being mean or you're being a pushover. And so I tell kids all the time, like, don't, don't mistake my kindness for weakness, right? It is not that like, I'm not letting you have extra time or letting you go or being like, bro, I'm not going to talk to you again about it um, because I'm a pushover. No, I'm a I'm hundred percent like in control of who I am and what I'm about. Now, this is a partnership in the classroom. It's not a dictatorship. So we're, we're working together here, but under the, you know, what I think is that if, if, you know, like if really, so the shirt, right. Relationships are king. Uh, right. Is that, that the shirt? Say, no. Yeah. It does. Relationships are king. Um, and teachings only ever about the students, um, new shirt available on the website. Now um, the, if, if, Relationships are king. Then I'm going to build relationships with anyone that wants to build a relationship. There are tons of kids that don't want to build a relationship with me, right? It's just like it's too weird for them or like they don't need it or you're not their person. Fine. Cool. I hope you find someone else like legit. Like there's, there's no hard feelings. I, I don't have to be the guy for everyone. The second thing is education is only ever about the students. Then I need to not just focus on kids that are doing things they're not supposed to or that acting out of pocket. It is focusing in on the kids that need you also right and so if someone is is like being a flaming dumpster fire over here today like i need to remove the other children from the dumpster fire so they don't catch on fire too i don't I can't have a bunch of kids on fire this is a weird metaphor if someone just tuned in right now they're like what the hell's going on else talking about catching on fire but it is trying to um create space a safe space for all kids to learn and if someone is being inappropriate, if they are being rude, if they are like over and over and over again, I am not against removing children from class, right? This is like a thing that I get into with people where they're like, you can never kick kids out because you're also kicking out your self-worth. And it's like, bro, you're an idiot. Like, no, I'm not. I'm trying to get that kid out of here so someone can help him get his mind right so I can teach the kids that are in the room. And then when you're ready, come on in. Like there's, I only don't let kids back in if they were threatening to someone. If I think a fight's going to break out, you cannot come back in today. We need to figure that out on a deeper level. Um, but that's it. But if you were like out of pocket or talking too much or whatever, it's like, like I have folks that I call, I don't call the office. I don't send kids to the office. I call my people. Um, uh, whether it's Meeks or Stu or when Cho was there, it's Cho or Yank, those folks come in or other teachers that I'm in partnership with that will also call me on my off periods. Yo, Reynolds, I'm having a real hard time with this dude. Can you come down and talk to him? Got you, bro. But that's like what my real, there's the PLC they give us and there's the PLC that I create myself. And that, you know, personal learning community is like that, that I lean on them too. So I think, you know, it, it is not about you single-handedly like moseying in the town and handling it because, and that's what teachers think a lot of times. It is talking to your community, 
um, and trying to create a plan for those students that are being particularly difficult and having them help you out too. I think that that is always the move. What you got? All right, our next great answer. Thanks. Next question. Oops. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, that was the right one. It's from Piano Boy. He says, hey, hey Reynolds, it's been a while. Uh, I got a few weeks left for my first year. What advice slash suggestions do you have for a first year teacher on how to conclude the first year of teaching? Um, I think, gosh, I mean, that could go a lot of different ways. It's like, I would, I, I mean, I, that's kind of, I'm stuck as to how to answer that really, because it's like, is it like how to be done with kids and like finish things up with kids, do you think? Or is it like how to like, for you personally, like. Give a little bit of both. All right. So finishing things up with kids, I think it is planting the seed that students are always welcome in your room. I want kids to know that going forward, I'm not done being your teacher, right? Like mentorships for life, bro. Like I still have kids I keep up with that I taught a decade ago or more like that. I just still do calls with emails with check in with DM with like trying helping them like through life. This is a forever thing. Um, and the second, so like that's, it's trying, it's trying to like, at least plant that seed. Kids want to be done school. They want to forget. They don't want to think about next year or like that. This has to keep going on because, you know, we don't even want to be in school, but it's like planting that seed. Hey, look, gang, I'm here forever. This is my room. This is my place. This is my, this is where I'm, you can find me. Um, I think that that's, that's really important. Uh, I like, I'll tell you another thing that we've done that could be really good. Um, and it's, it's someone's question earlier, my staff, we, um, have had years and this isn't happening right now for obvious reasons, but like we have divided up students and then we write all, every single student in the school in the ninth grade gets a letter from a ninth grade teacher. And so we divvy up like who we could write to. And then there's a pile of kids that like, everyone's like, Oh, I don't know about that dude. So then we divvy those up too. And then we write letters, um, brief ones to students to just say like, Hey, loved this about you this year. So glad that you're a part of our school community, like looking forward to the future. This is a really great thing about you. And it's, it's, that's a really great thing to do with regards to you. Um, stop doing like, like get your ducks in a row as much as you can. And then just stop school. Like, just don't, I, I think working on school through the summer, um, I, there's a part of me that loves that. There's a part of me that wants to build and create and design for next year. Um, I have to have a hard off. Uh, we don't go back till beginning of September. Um, I'm hard off until end of July. Like I just, I just don't, because I need, I, I find that creating that space, having that empty space gives me so many more ideas, makes me feel so much more restful. And then that's, it's just better. What you got? Um, well, I can't, can, I don't know if anybody can take off that comment. I can't do it right now. Cause okay. I, I got you. I got you girl. Bam. Oh, thanks. I don't have that little button. Well, okay, yeah, anyway, let's go. Um, Paloma Paloma is asking, how is your year, Reynolds? What has worked and what has been the most challenging? Um, the most challenging is teaching like this. It is like the thing that makes me, I think my hair was way darker last year at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, and now it's, look at this. I mean, we're getting pretty white over there. Um, I think that that's it. It's like, it's trying to learn all these platforms. It's trying to make it engaging. It's trying to make it fun. It's trying to connect with students. It's like, it's so, so difficult. I think what has worked um, is creating space for kids to make their own decisions. Um, I, I wish our school had leaned into asynchronous work more because I find that when we were doing that last year, students were finding a lot more success. A lot of them were because they were able to do the work when they wanted to. And we didn't feel like we had to fill an 80 minute period. It was like 15 minute check-in, um, quick lesson. And then the lesson could be a video. The lesson could be like something you just took and ran with. Like it was, I just think that that works better. Um, but I think you know, we missed, we missed the boat on that one. Like we have this opportunity to kind of recreate what school could look like. And now we're trying to shove the virtual world into like, or like what we used to do into what we're doing now. And that's just, it, it doesn't work. I think you had a 
even easier than people who are teaching hybrid. Like people oh, who are hybrid. hybrid I, I said hybrid's the worst idea ever. Like that model is just those poor teachers. I can't even imagine. Like brain must be like no. head. Just it feels like your head must be spinning with all that you're like managing. No, it's like a lot of things that look ridiculous. like a good idea, like tandem bikes. They looked like like the guy who invented. I was probably like, oh, I disagree. So I like tandem. That's because you sit in the back of the pedal, <laughs> and then I'm like, like pedal. <laughs> And I'm like, are you pedaling? Yeah, yeah, I'm pedaling. I pedal. Some things are just not um, a good idea. Okay. Are you done answering? I'm that? done. Miranda is asking, how do you promote uh, Mas Maslow's versus Bloom's in the high school without embarrassing, singling out, or making students uncomfortable? Uh, so read that one more time. I know both of those, but I want to just... How do you do that in high school? How do you promote that in high school without embarrassing, singling out, or making students uncomfortable? Um, and I'll try and find You know, that's a really good question. I think, one, it's by being the example, right? It's, it's, uh, it's showing kids what that looks like. Um, and I think, you know, I think with anything that's like a like – a, when we're talking about deeper stuff, right? When we're, when we're entering into the space of like, this isn't just curriculum. This is, there's a deeper why to this. There's a reason we should be focusing on this. It is, it is pointing out to students what we're doing. Like, I don't leave it up to chance like that. Like we, that they're like, I hope they get, I hope they get, this is what we're doing. Or like, gosh, what do you guys mean? You don't understand like the importance of being vulnerable. Like I'm always, like being vulnerable or picking texts about vulnerability. It's like, no, you got to tell them, you got to tell them what you're doing. And so um, I think that like when we're going to have fun, I tell kids it's going to be fun. I tell kids I'm having fun. I tell kids this is fun or this is going to be fun. Or like, if you do it this way, it's going to be fun. And when I tell kids that this is going to be challenging, I let them know that's going to be challenging. Like it is, it's telling them, like, I don't want kids to think like, does friends care about me? Is that why he's doing this stuff? Yeah, I care. On the first day, it's it is. I'm so glad. Like, gang, I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be the greatest year you've ever had in school, right? And for and so, that's not true for everybody. Some kids don't have the greatest year ever in my classroom, and that's for a whole host of reasons. Um, but it is like I like I tell kids all the time that I care about them, that I want to see them find success, that this is only ever about them, like that, like that relationships are important to me like that. That's why I'm doing this. I'm not just talking to you because I'm bored. I'm not talking to you because you got me off track. So I think it is being very clear as to like, so if we're talking about like Maslow's hierarchy, it's like telling kids like, like connecting what you're doing to so something in there, like whatever, whatever level you're kind of trying to communicate to students. And so, but it is, don't, don't leave it up to chance that they're going to like, hopefully get it. It's like drawing. It's showing that this is the distinction. This is the line right here. Like, let me show you what this looks like lived out. This is why we're talking about this. This is how I'm doing this. I think that's the move. Okay. Uh, Deanna Owens is up. Deanna Owens. She's in there patiently waiting. Hello there. How are you? Up. Oh, you're still muted. I think you're muted upon entry for safety. I got it. Um, gotcha. You're just want you to know that I have this next to me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, um, okay. My question is I do, I teach uh, right now the freshman seminars of prep for college and careers class. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite class that I've taught. Um, and freshman is a whole nother breed. I feel like it's a little, it's too close to middle school for me and that's not my jam. So um, I have been given the opportunity to move to teach uh, sophomore through seniors, which is what I've always taught in a human and social services class. Um, it's a family and consumer sciences course, but my principal wants me to teach it through a counselor's lens, which I'm about halfway through my uh, master's program for counseling. And basically she wants me to create the curriculum for it. She was like, you can teach whatever you want. She just loves the social and emotional learning activities that I do with my kids. Um, so one part of me is like, oh my gosh, this is great. Look what I, look what I get to do. And then on the other part of me is like, oh my gosh, look what I get to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I'm, my question is, do you have any 
any uh, suggestions for social emotional learning? Like anywhere to get some some curriculum, some activities? Man, I mean, we do a lot with um, we. So there's there are a lot of programs that we do, but we did focus on. Um, I'm gonna forget what it's called. But there was a, I think it was on Netflix, a documentary called like the mask we wear, the mask we live in, or something like that. It was about breaking down toxic masculinity, and so that's a big one in our school. Like there's a, there's a lot of that that needs to sort of be unpacked. Is like this sort of toxic masculinity. Um, so there is a program that came along with that, and I, if you email me, I can send you like what what I have and, or like what the links are so you can kind of get into that. Um, okay. I think it is, you know, and then we do a lot of work around and it's just kind of, it's, it's really, we do a lot of work around gun violence because we like every year there's like deaths from like young men in our school, like someone like every year something happens. And if it doesn't happen to someone in the school, it happens around the school, it happens out front of the school. There's like, uh, that sort of, of, of thing. So, you know, what I found is that um, sitting together with the staff, finding from the staff, like what needs need to be met, might be like a good like Google Doc survey to send out to your staff to say, hey, what are what are some of the things that you all think are kind of looking us in the face and how can we deal, like like what, what the students need to, to talk about or to work on or to grow in, and then let's work on that because I think that changes from year to year. And then, you know, other than that, um, it is, yeah, I think, gosh, I had another, I'm really blanking a lot today. <laughs> like, uh, I need, like, I think I'm getting older. I swear, I, like, I remember my mom saying this, but, like, as she was getting older, she was like, I just forget stuff all the time. I'm like, dude, I forget stuff constantly. Um, and, like, people's names and shows and the curriculum things. But uh, that was two, and then. Gosh, I had another one that I was going to talk about also, but I think it is, you know, especially right now, right? So like the social emotional needs of our students are going to be so much different because we've been either hybrid or even if you're in person, it's like all these like connection points are gone where like kids were playing sports and now sports are not as active and some schools don't even have them this year. It's like the, all the clubs that hanging out, the like, being in your in your space before, after, and during school, like and connecting with students that way, like with that window, I think it's trying to help students to like in that capacity. And then I think also one of the things we notice is, especially with seniors, when our guys go to college, they just don't know how to always like. It's like a new world. So a lot of our so all of my students are. Uh, black and brown students so like if a kid goes to like an all-white college it's a different it's like a, now you're you can't find a place to blend in you can't find a place to like like on on that level like you can't find someone that you go oh that person looks like me i'll go over there it's like i would have when i was a kid right like it was um it's trying to help kids for those next steps of like this is important to learn about who you are and how to interact and how to communicate with others and how to navigate your pain and your hurt and your um, anxiety in college when you feel alone, when you're not sure you know everyone. How can I find people that I can be connected to? And so it's about helping kids to prepare for what's next. Um, that's that's a lot of the work that we do. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, it, it, but if you send me an email, I can send you the links of all the stuff that I have. Um, but I mean, Dude, that's a great class. Like that sounds like such an exciting opportunity to be able to, especially to do whatever you want. It's like, that's huge. Yeah. Um, that's I, I just, she asked me, she said, what do you want to teach? And I was like, are, are you serious? She was like, yeah, I just, um, I don't want you to leave. And yeah. I don't know if she had caught wind that I had <laughs> yeah. started putting yeah. fillers out. It's a small town. Um, it's a small area, like everybody knows everybody. So yeah. you, you have to be very careful when you start putting feelers out. So I don't know if she caught wind of that, um, but now she's kind of got me where I'm, I, I'm very excited to teach this. So, um, yeah. and we're yeah. not gonna be hybrid next year. So I'm excited, even more excited about that. So. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, 
So look, if you're capable, right. if you're able to do it too, I think um, having people come in and speak too, like finding someone that's an expert in something or that knows about something or has been through something, like we bring all kinds of folks into our school to help students with that sort of thing too, because then it's not just you, but it's like, here's someone that's lived through it. Here's someone that's done it. I think that that is a huge asset to students also. And it's more fun sometimes to hear someone else. Oh, yeah. Like just the teacher all the time. I agree. All right. Ooh, thank well, you. You got it. I hope I my best to you in, in doing that. I hope it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty nervous about it, but excited at the same time. So thanks a lot. You got it. Bye. Um, because nervous energy and excited energy feel the same thing. Mm -hmm. Feel the same way. All right, Jub Jub. Uh, we're just gonna go with Jub Jub. Um, we've, we've had Jub Jub on before. I know. Is asking. I got my first teaching job. What are all the things that I can do to start to be as prepared as possible? It is fifth grade science at a fairly intense school. Um. So it's. I think creating a mindset of like. So look, I, I think this. This is it. It's getting your curriculum so that, and look, I, I, that seems obvious, but like my first job, I didn't, do you remember this? I did not get a curriculum oh, when I taught I in Camden. I, they were like, ah, you know, there's a textbook. Uh, I don't really have one. Then they, they, they fished one out for me and it looked like a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox. <laughs> and I was like, is this, it's just like, I'm, it looks like Mad Libs. There's like parts missing, words missing. I don't even know what this is talking about. Um, so it's having a clear sense of what you have to do. And then I suggest like having a sense of like, what is going to be first? What are your first five weeks look like? And just focusing on that, because what, here's what's going to happen. Here's why I don't plan out the whole school year. And I have friends that do this that plan out the, like Randy Reba used to plan out the whole damn year by the time we went back to school. Um, I don't know what kids I'm going to have. So like, I don't know what their needs are going to be. I don't know what their learning styles are going to be. And so, and that first five weeks is sort of like a test to see like, okay, do we read really well independently? Do we not? Do we, can we do independent work? Can we do small groups? Can we do um, moving around the school and going all these places and spaces and doing stuff? Or is that not for us? So it's trying to figure out who your kids are, what they're interested in and how they learn. And then um, really looking at the first year, the, the rest of the year. I think the other thing is just being mindful of like, um, what are some things you can do for when stuff doesn't go the way you think it's going to. Right. And so like, I'm not someone to focus on, like, let's focus on like if things go to hell, but I think that it's important to have an emergency plan or a pain plan where like when your day doesn't go right, <clears throat> what are your go-to activities going to be for you so that you can become like, so that you can survive this moment and get through this and find success and, and not just beat yourself up. Like, I think it's really important to start designing some of those things and then trying to think about like, um, the fun stuff too. Like, like, what do you want your room to look like? Like, what do you want your, you know, how, what kind of like presence do you want to have in the school and how are you willing to are interested in doing that? And then the last part is trying to connect with teachers now, like invite people out. Like if you're, if you can get a drink or go get a uh, coffee with someone, like try to connect with people now and say, Hey, Look, I so saw you're also teaching English. Can I get you a coffee one day? Like, I just love to like talk to you and see how the year is. And, th and that's I, I like drinks more than meals because um, one, it's cheaper, and two, if it sucks, like if the person is like, "Oh, you're a train wreck," um, you don't have to, you know, you could just slurp that coffee down. Maybe get an iced coffee to go. So <laughs> you don't have to stay there that long. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. What you got? Are you ready for the next one? Um, Melissa Ann is up and hold on to your hat. She's got a heck of a. You could have a whole Sunday night teacher talk just on this. Well, I don't have a hat because I the know. kids took it. So here we go. What's up, Melissa? How are you? Hello. I'm well. Can you hear Thanks me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm good. Well, okay. So I hope I can stay succinct because I do not have that gift. But. Neither do I. Go ahead. <laughs> um. I don't want to dismiss, first of all, that teaching in the last year has been the most difficult that. I have experienced in my short three years, and I'm sure that many have experienced, but at the same time, I feel like it has lifted to the surface all of these wonderful things. And you said earlier, we had an opportunity 
to teach in a different and special way. And I still feel like we have this opportunity. But what I hear from in and out of the teaching community is, oh, we're, we just have to get back to normal. We just have to get back to normal. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to normal because when I hear normal, what I hear is, hey, let's go back to this model that we've been doing for 300 years and we know doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. And so how do somebody, I don't know, somebody like me who just wants to, I want to bang that drum and I want to grab every person because I almost feel like I have this secret that nobody else has. And I just want to grab them and I go, no, 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 don't miss it. Don't miss this opportunity because we have a chance here. The system's broken. We know the system's broken. Let's shake it up and let's see what happens and what's what can we create? What beautiful thing can we create create out of this? So I guess my ultimately my question, aside from the rant there, is how do I infect change into the teaching community that I'm a part of? How do I bring people along without looking like the, you know, the the person with the sandwich board on the corner of the street going, we're all gonna, you know. No. Um, so first of all, you should get one of those boards. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Um, but I think, you know, whenever I've wanted to have something change, what I start doing is one, talking to people and finding out who my partners are going to be. Right. So like even in my own school community, how can I, like who's going to do this with me? Who's, who's a good fit for this. And it's not always people that I know or people that I've gotten down with before. Like it's, it's kind of surveying your school community and seeing like, Hey, is anyone else feeling this way? Is anyone else seeing like this, like that? We like, there's like pretty significant shifts that could happen here to help students find success. And then, and so what one you're, you're picking those people out Two, You're making sure that you're staying focused on students because that's what like schools don't like, look, I mean, you know, like teachers are completely secondary, even though they should be, I don't know if they should be first, but they should absolutely be like held in higher esteem than they are um, and, and given more resources and the things that they need. Because what once teachers are empowered, then it's game on. Then it's like mm-hmm. you can do better stuff for kids. Um, the other thing is anytime I've ever tried to make a significant shift to the curriculum, to the school, to the way we do things, it is finding like it's it is coming up with the plan and then what is my place going to be in the plan to help implement this, right? So it's not just coming up with the idea, but like, how am I going to do it? And then trying to find research that's going to back that. And so for instance, like several years ago, uh, a friend of mine and I taught, and really part of it was like, we really just wanted to teach together all day, right? And I didn't want to like teach classes without her because she was, re- it was like such a good fit. We had such a great time. We got, we got so much done in the year and the kids, we saw this huge shift in, in who they were. And so we were concerned though also. So like that, so that was part of it was right. Like we just wanted to have more fun and like have a better day and like having this great, amazing class. So we thought, how could we do that? We also can, were concerned with the fact that like this backsliding that a lot of kids would do coming back. Like, so you, you go through ninth grade and then to go into 10th grade and we knew who the 10th grade teacher was. And we were like, I don't know that that's the best fit for a lot of these students. And I don't, I think they're going to like try and get away with things in this class. So we came up with this plan that we would teach them again in 10th grade, but then we had to come up with like, like we made a PowerPoint out of it and like did like research. And it was like, look, this is, so we could dial it in and and show exactly what this was going to look like, exactly why this was the best fit for students, exactly how we, what part we were going to play, how we were going to collaborate with other teachers, how this was going to be this new model that we could do. It's doing that work because what, what schools don't want to do, this is my guess anyways, I don't think leaders need any more ideas, right? They, it's like, it's enough, like the, the normal was enough to friggin' try and f- like figure out anyway. Now you want to change it? Like I'm, I'm barely able to like spin the plates that I have as an administrator or a school leader or someone. So it's like, it's, it's what I'm trying to do is when I come with my ideas on anything, it's here's how I'm going to make your life easier. Here's how I'm going to make this just better. I, I noticed this need. I, I figured it out. This is how I'm going to do it. And then if you can do that with a group of people that are like, even if it's two or three other people, like we're all going to do 
like we have these ideas that are really wonderful ideas and here's how we're going to implement them and how it's going to create like really impressive and meaningful change in the school. I think that's how you do it. And then you win them over with your excitement and you make it so it's like really hard for them to not like if they say no, it's like, really? Like, it's like I'm serving this up on like a silver platter and you're like, nah, I'm good. Like we we don't need that with like student success. And there's a piece of me that wants to, there's a piece of me that wants to implement things and then come back behind and go when it's successful and go, Hey, look what I did. Yeah. You, but I've already been doing it. So why would you take it away now? There's a piece of me that wants to be not defiant in a defiant sort of sense, but sort of just do it anyways and just come back and go, well, I did the research. I practiced the, I practiced it. It worked. Hey, let's keep doing it. It's and, work all the, I do it all the time. I mean, like, I don't like when I stopped giving homework, it wasn't because um, the school had a mandate. Everybody else gives homework. People hate that I don't give homework. They get so aggravated with it because that makes them look like, you know, it's kind of like they're like, you just make me look bad. Well, don't like that's up to you. I, and I know why I'm not giving homework. Right. Um, and, right. and I put that down. And so I just don't do it when I create spaces in my classroom like when i anything i've ever done in my classroom i have never asked one person for permission ever i just do it i do it late at night I come into school when no one's frigging there make it look great and it's like if buddy the elf asked if he could make the santa station look amazing like he does in the movie elf they probably would have said no but he sneaks in in the middle of the night and makes it look magic <laughs> right right the trip that right. i've taken i ask if i can take trips but like I, I don't know that, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that like Gary V would happened if I told the school exactly. That no, was gonna look like. I don't think so. It's I like, no, we're going not. to New York to meet with the CEO. But if I said like, look, this guy curses like more than my mom, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> that would be right. It is, or like having graffiti artists come into school and like, no, I have artists coming into school and they're going to do a demonstration with the students. And then the principal walks out and the kids have like spray paint cans on their hands. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, no, remember the artist I had coming in? Like, and say the medium, I just made it happen. Like, I, I just think that if you can't get it done on a big level, um, then that's, I think that's the go-to. Or you go into this year, total guerrilla mode. And then when it works, it's like, it's not just, hey, look what I did. It's like, look what we did, right? It's this inclusive right. language that's like, hey, look how great our school is. These are the kinds of things we do. We should do more of this. We should we should right. implement these in other areas too. So it becomes this thing that we're all like a part of this team too. And then um, I, I think that that works. I think that sometimes I purposefully try not to get credit for things that were my idea. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to become the Reynolds, because look, I mean, I'm already on the friggin' internet. So it's like, everyone's always just, I, my sense is this may not even be happening is like, you think you're the best. You think you're the great. Oh, cause you have a YouTube channel. It's like, no, I don't like, uh, I, I when I'm in meetings, I hate that this book is behind me. This is only for YouTube. I don't want, I'm just like, like I like move over and like ship. <laughs> right. Because the danger yeah, because the danger is then when you do create something that's wonderful, I feel like, and I feel like I see this, and I think I've asked this in previous teacher talks, where the danger um, of creating something wonderful is that it becomes the kingdom of self instead of doing what's right for kids. And now yeah. I'm building something for me. And I don't want to, that's not what I'm about. That's not even why I chose teaching. Um, You're right. So, like, and Because everyone will do something that's great for kids. They won't always want to do something that's great for you or that's great for teachers or that's great for the school. But if it's like, no, this is a really great opportunity for the students, people will be far more likely to get down with what you're doing. Right. Right. All right. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. You got it. Keep us posted. I I want to know like if this works, if it's a train wreck, like, like, you know, (laughs) help help us out. Uh, But like, I'd love to know like what happens next and, and, you know, um, if there's anything we can do to help. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, what's up? We're done. Well, I mean, there's always more. And I there's always more. Them, it's two o'clock it's though. And I want to let the, it's two ten. I want to let the team go. Um, so I think, I think I have dirt on my face. I'm just noticing. Look, everyone, before you go, <laughs> um, there's only a few weeks 
left in school. So if you didn't get it in earlier, I'm just interested. Um, where do you teach and when will you be finished? If you could put that in the comments section, I'm just curious. Um, next week is Mother's Day here in the U.S. I don't think it's Mother's Day all over the world. I don't know how Mother's Day, I don't know how far and wide Mother's Day is celebrated. We're, we're going to be celebrating the not-so-secret wife next weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's that's next Mother's Day, or next week. So we will not be on next Sunday. Um, and if you're interested, new shirts, man. I friggin' love this shirt. It's so I, I love it so much. And I, I always think it's funny when, I'm, when I wear a shirt with me on it. So there's me there, and then there's me there, and I always think. Cracks me up. You must love yourself. You're on your shirt a lot. No, I just, you know, I just <laughs> think it's funny. And I'm, I'm a jacket. I'm a jackass. Um, so uh yes, if I think that's it, right? Someone said Mother's Day was in March here. Oh, I'm really? Not sure where here is, but crazy. Wild. Who knew? They change up Mother's Day? It's not like Christmas, or it's just the same day for everyone. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. Everyone, I hope that you have a really great, great week. Um, and that man, I can just keep talking. I'm just gonna, I have to shut myself down because otherwise I'm not good. I'm not going to be quiet. Um, I hope that you have a really great week. Uh, and that's it, everyone. Peace. Peace.